The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52. Oh, yeah. All right, starting the podcast, part two in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns related. I'm your co-host for today, David McGraw, alongside the ever-so-dabbing Mitch Krumpetich. Mitch and David in the morning. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... You know, it's a couple days after the draft. This was totally on purpose to give us some nice, level-headed takes. We're not going to go into, like, gut reactions that are swinging from the right to the left every which way. We're going to give you completely non-biased, level-headed, complete analysis, as you come to expect from the Sunny and Phoenix podcast. Yeah, if we're one thing that if there's one thing that we're not, it's opinionated. No, never. We, we keep everything very even keel, unbiased, and this is all entirely a joke because we don't do this at all. Yeah. And why would Why would anyone listen? You want You want the opinions. That's what we're here for. That's That's literally the only point. Our Our bad opinions that you can <laughs> say are wrong a year from now. So exactly, exactly. We love it. Tweet so, at us at Sunny and PHX Pod and tell us we're wrong. <laughs> We'd love to hear it. So today it's all draft all the time. That's what you're getting. You should expect nothing less. Follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes. Leave us a five star review and a comment, and you will get a shout out on the show. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about here. Yeah. This episode might be a little bit different, but we just, we got to react to this draft. But we had some events happen before the draft. So let's just get this one out of the way. Josh Jackson had to go to family court because he accidentally got his child high. I, I assume it's like a contact high, secondhand kind of thing. Oh my gosh. Why? Why does this keep happening? I said right before we started the show, if Josh Jackson isn't even in the league next year, I won't be that surprised. Yeah, it just seems like... You remember all those character concerns that people were talking about before he was drafted at Kansas? Yeah, those are probably right. And I I wanted to say, like, oh, he's changed, he's learned, he was young. I mean, this keeps happening. After getting arrested and, like, resisting arrest, basically, at the nightclub in Miami. Which, please, Suns players, stay away from Miami. (laughs) We don't need any more of this. I guess Booker is responsible in Miami. We haven't heard anything bad happen to him in Miami. He was too busy, like, on a boat with D'Angelo Russell. Yes. We will get to D'Angelo Russell more for sure, though. (laughs) But, like... Josh Jackson, get it together. Come on. This it's is rough. ridiculous. It's rough. Uh, we're not we're not gonna dwell on this. He's no, he's gonna he's gonna be not on this team, probably. Might That's get the true. old Dragon Bender special. 
Yeah. Oh, good point. But, okay. We don't need to worry about that anymore. We have bigger fish to fry. Right before the draft, we traded TJ Warren to Indiana. TJ Warren and our number 32 pick to Indiana for, guess what? Who? Demonis Sabonis? No. Darren Collison? No. Cash. Cash. Cold, hard cash. So, it was a little bit confusing at first, but opens up some cap space. TJ was making technically the third most money on the team because Tyler Johnson has this like ridiculous player option, which he opted into, so that's another piece of news. Tyler Johnson opted into his $19 million plus deal. 19, oh my gosh, $19 million plus deal. It's like $19.3 million or something just for next year. We could still stretch that, I believe, but he opted in. So for the next year, barring a trade before the deadline, we have Tyler Johnson as our, if the season started today, starting point guard. So um, yeah, that, that happened. But the, the TJ Warren trade just for cash to open up some cap space Hopefully there's something else to come. We don't really know at this point. This was really frustrating because the talk was that, you know, out of trying to move TJ Warren and Josh Jackson. Now, moving TJ, I I felt a little empty on the inside. He's been with the team. He was the longest tenured son, which doesn't say that much, but... You know, he's been with the team for a while, and we've had our ups and downs with TJ. And we've been done and then back on basically every season. Uh, We've been back on the bandwagon, and then by the end of the season, it's like, well, he might just keep getting hurt. Um, It felt like with the 32 pick, we should have got something back. I agree. But Even if it was just the Pacers' second round pick or something. Yeah, because the, the talk was that it was like we probably were only going to get like a second or two seconds for him. But then with a 32 pick, it was like, maybe we'll get something else along with it. But we, it was just nothing. And it was really frustrating. I know that we've needed to move on from one one of the small forwards because if we're bringing back Oubre, we have Mikel. That, there's just too much. We, we needed to get rid of one or both of TJ and Josh. And as frustrating, or as frustrating as TJ is with not passing, with defense, with um, his kind of injuries and never really being able to play a full season, it just, it was a punch in the gut. And it, it was really disappointing, but I, I was, I was hopeful that maybe this meant we were like trying to just shed salary and then other stuff happened. Yeah. It, I mean, TJ did shoot 43% from three last season. It's not a full sample size because he didn't play the whole season, but it was still really good. He really figured out that three-point shot. So, I mean, I wish him the best. But now it's kind of weird to think about this team. Devin Booker is now the longest tenured son. And when we started the show, it was Booker. Booker's rookie year. That was 2016. The 2015-16 season. Yeah. So, yeah. It, 
Booker's what, 23? 22? 22, I think? 22. A 22-year-old player is the longest tenured son. <laughs> I mean, it's Booker's team, though. It's not that weird, but it is kind of weird. It's it's a little rough. It's a, yeah. it's a little strange, but... It is. It is. It's weird to think back to that team where we said, Brandon Knight and Eric Bledsoe are all-stars. <laughs> Uh, how far we've come from that. Um, okay, but let's just talk about the draft. We need to we need to talk about this. So, before we even picked, we had the number six pick. We traded that to Minnesota for their number 11 pick and Dario Sarge. There are things that happened in this draft that I am not very happy about. This is not one of them. I liked this. I like Dario Sarge. I think he's a good fit. So, I, I would agree. I, I like Dario Sarge. I felt like we needed to go after him at the trade deadline. Um, it just He just felt like a guy that could fit pretty well, add some extra playmaking, add some three-point range at the four position, being able to actually guard fours and rebound. I'm a little nervous after his whole stint in Minnesota that, you know, maybe he's just doesn't care. He'll come in and just not care. And not, like, actually... It's not like we've ever seen that before. I know, exactly. You know, why would anyone not care, not try in the Valley of the Sun? But, uh, I think this was a good trade. If If you look at it from a perspective of everyone saying how picks four through like 18 or whatever, or basically they were all about the same value. There wasn't really huge standouts. Now, obviously that changed with people hyping up Darius Garland and Jared Culver and Kobe White. I'd throw Kobe. Yeah. There, there was random hype. It, It seemed more to me like it was Garland and Culver that they felt that people felt like they were the clear next step. But yeah, Hunter moved up the board. It, felt like, I, it always felt like Hunter was falling back because everyone was like, Ooh, Kobe white. Ooh, uh, Jared Culver. Ooh, um, Darius Garland. But this happens every year. Yeah. There's a guy that seems like he's going to get, he's going to move down in the draft. Like, um, Jalen Brown, uh, people thought he was going to drop down a ton and a couple, a couple other guys. Every year there's guys that people feel like are going to drop and then they don't because like teams have, teams don't get as caught up in the hype of some of these prospects as we're just waiting for the draft to happen as fans and analysts do. So, but that being said, there was a lot of talk that there wasn't that much drop off between and the end of the lottery that it was kind of all considerable talent that once it got to it, it got to that point that you know every one of these guys is really just role player potential and there's not really any like huge all-star like jumps so going from a draft like this I don't think that's a huge loss of value for just getting back Dario Saric there might be some people there obviously will be some people that disagree but we have a starting caliber power forward. We have an NBA player at power forward in general. So I think that this is a win yeah, yeah. just from that standpoint. In a vacuum, before the picks were picked, yep. um, 
I do not feel that way after the picks were picked. <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about the picks. So at 11, we took not Brandon Clark, not P.J. Washington, not Romeo Langford, not, not anyone who you've ever heard of, probably. We took Cameron Johnson from North Carolina. And I saw on Twitter, I wish I could remember who said this to give him credit, but I don't. It was really funny. They said, wow, James Johnson, James Johnson, I did it again. James Jones really out here picking himself in the draft. What? What is happening? Why? Why Cameron Johnson? People thought he would be available at 32. Yeah. Um, it makes no sense to me. I think that there... Now, let me rephrase that. If you want to say that there's always guys that are older guys in the draft that just play really well and play really well out of the gate, there are times where guys like this can still develop, fine. You want to say that, fine. You're, you're right. There are guys that are older guys in the league that go out there and play well, and because they have the experience, they don't need to be worked on as a project for that long. If you want to, let me rephrase that. If you want to say that we need to be in win now mode because Devin Booker's contract just picked up, and he's now a max player, so therefore we can't just be waiting on a rebuild. We need guys that can just come in and play immediately. Fine. That being said, you, you, you it feels like we should have made another move back if we were going to pick him up. It felt like if we're not, if we weren't going after, what was it? Harrow was. A guy that was jumping up, PJ Washington. There's Brandon Clark, who, yeah, I, I thought that Brandon Clark got picked closer to where he should have been picked in the, like the twenties. I know that you don't agree with that much at all, but I, I, right. But I think we can both agree that he would have been a better pick for us at eleven. Oh, absolutely. I, I absolutely yeah. believe that. But yeah, like that's the thing. We we talked about in the draft for the draft in our earlier coverage, that we kind of needed to double up. We needed to just, like... We can't just expect picking one guy at power forward and point guard in the draft or in free agency and that it's going to go great. We needed to double up. We needed to be able to do that. Okay, we got a veteran power forward who, you know, is on a cheap deal. We'll be able to have the bird rights to resign. Great. We, we got that guy. We still need to double up. We You can't just expect him to be great and be good and... Like, that we're solved, and we don't need to get anyone else. Right, well, and who's our backup power forward right now? Dragon Bender, if we bring him back? Or still waiting on Kelly Oubre, who isn't a power forward? Yeah, like, who, our backup power forward right now is Ray Spaulding. Yes, on the roster. yes. Ray Spaulding is under contract. <laughs> so, it's just like, you needed to back, you needed to back up stuff. Now... If you wanted to pick an older guy, pick Brandon Clark. Yes. I I think that... Okay, in a vacuum, say there's no injury issues, say there's no whatever. Like, a guy that is po- possibly going to be able to be the best shooter in this draft. An older guy that can just come in and contribute right away. Fine. This guy was also, like, medically red flagged, supposedly, by a bunch of teams. That his hip just might not be able to hold up. What are we doing? It, it just makes no sense. And this guy played the two and three in college. And we're going to 
it's getting talked about like we're gonna play him as like a forward as like a four which okay. sounds like Here's the, the like dumb stuff that would come up with Josh Jackson. And it's like Josh Jackson has nowhere near the like ability to guard power forwards. Remember when we started TJ Warren and Josh Jackson at the three and four? Yeah. Yeah. I do, the, unfortunately. And then Josh Jackson got eaten alive by Blake Griffin. Yeah, that was bad. It's just It's just so frustrating, like you know, if this guy didn't, if there wasn't, like, all this stuff that was coming out about, like, him being medically red-flagged, and, okay, maybe New Orleans was going to pick him at 17. Maybe uh, Memphis was going to pick him at 21. Maybe. You, maybe. Maybe. Like, the, the red flag scares me. The fact that it seems like we just looked for whoever was a projected shooter. It just seems that way. And then it came out that uh, Bauer had lost out on recruiting this guy when he was working. I was like, okay, so was this just a, oh, I liked this guy for this long. I think he's going to be good. Was it that kind of pick? I, I don't I don't know. It's just... I, I know. It's confusing. But here's the thing. I think there's more to this. And... I am a little bit frustrated, and I have been before, but this year I'm really frustrated. The time between the draft and free agency starting on July 1st, this moratorium period is very frustrating because right now we have all these moves that make no sense. I'm trying very hard to be optimistic. It, it gets harder every day, but I'm still trying. This could all make sense eventually. Possibly we trade these picks. We're not done, possibly. And if we are able to clear enough cap space and sign D'Angelo Russell, if, if out of this draft we have D'Angelo Russell, Dario Sarge, and Aaron Baines, which we'll get to, that's a win. That is good. But we don't have that right now. And if that doesn't happen, it will stay very confusing, and we will continue to be this laughing stock. And people will say, like, what are they doing? And Bill Simmons said something like, I have the sun's keys. Someone pick them up. They're drunk or something like that. Like, that's what it seems like. We seemed like we pulled names out of a hat or something. It just, it was really frustrating. I get that, you know, things aren't in a vacuum and all this, but if things aren't in a vacuum, so we traded out TJ Warren to gain 12 million, 12, 12 million in cap. Right. And then we sent out the six pick and brought in 11 and Sarage. And so we got one. So that was basically, we gained one and a half million in cap from that. Right. So we're already, we're already at like 10 and a half million. And so we're right. already cutting into that cap space that we cleared out that it seemed like we were like, Oh, we're going to, just try and get max cap space. We're going to try and not have that many picks. And then we bring back cap. And then we get another pick, which it seemed like we didn't want another pick. And Aaron Baines. And now we have like $4 million left from, like, we've gained $4 million from shipping out TJ. Right. That, basically. I mean, there's still other things we could do to open up more space, but it's going to be tough. Ugh. 
I was a lot more optimistic about this before we started recording. <laughs> I have oh that effect gosh. on people. <laughs> it's just bleak. Okay, but let's let's explain this this Aaron Baines trade. So the 76ers technically had this pick, but it was traded to Boston. Boston trades it to us um, for the Milwaukee 2020 pick, which, fine. That's going to be, like, a late first-round pick. So we got number 24 this year, which turned into Ty Jerome from Virginia Tech and Aaron Baines, which, I mean, you talked about doubling up. We, we do need a solid backup center. Rashawn Holmes was fine, I guess. But, like, Aaron Baines is another guy who's, like, actually an NBA player. So, I guess it's okay. I'm not, like, super upset. I'm not like, oh, wow, we got Aaron Baines. But I'm not, like, upset or anything. I think it's okay. So, in a vacuum, I'm okay with this. I think that Aaron Baines is a, is a good backup. I think that... He does a lot of really good work. He's a great defender. He can rebound. He's a good player. I don't think that... I mean, he's not, like, an all-star. He's not... He's possibly starting caliber, but... Like, I think he's a good player. And I think that... Drafting a guy like Ty Jerome... I, th- I think it's good from... Like, kind of. I think he's... Like... I like him as... I, li- I liked looking into what he did in college and I think he's I think he's good but his wingspan is con- super concerning and so he'll probably not ever be a good defender but you know he's a shooter and you know he can do a couple other things on offense and he can probably start doing it right away or start doing some of it right away that being said, with everything else we did, it makes absolutely zero sense. Right. I mean, we do need shooters. I guess that's a thing, and we have been saying that for a while, but I'm grasping at straws at this point, <laughs> trying to make sense of this. Yeah. Like, every team needs shooters. I don't know. This was so frustrating. So, yeah, th- those were our two picks, and... I just really, really hope there's more to come. Um, I know that the the free agency period starts about six hours earlier this year. I wish it was earlier than that. Or, you know, we were kind of talking before the show about what if they flipped the start of free agency in the draft? Or what if the draft was like July 2nd or something like that? So that we could have some deals that are finalized before the draft, so we don't have this period of purgatory, basically, where nothing makes sense and nothing's official, and guys who... I mean, Ty Jerome wore a 76ers hat, you know? Or, like, another good example is DeAndre Hunter. Put the Lakers hat on. The pick was traded to the Pelicans, who traded it to the Hawks. Which, I don't, we've been dealing with this for a long time, I know. And it's not that big of a deal. But it's just annoying. And I don't... Like, I'm so confused about this team right now. It's more frustrating, I think, because... The makeup of the team is so different. 
I think, like, I think it's just frustrating, and it seemed like just players were getting traded with these picks so much that you couldn't actually just flip the picks immediately and have these guys as part of the team. Last year, picks were kind of just getting flipped for picks. It wasn't really players moving, so when a guy got traded, you kind of knew exactly where he was going to go, and then they would flip the hats, you know, while they were doing interviews and stuff. Right. This year, it seemed it was like, okay, well, there. So there's this guy getting traded with this pick, and like guys are getting traded, so they couldn't get traded right away. So, I I think it's I don't think it's a huge deal. I think that like it's a little annoying, but it's more annoying from a prospect of just trying to see the makeup of the team and get these guys in with interviews with in front of like the home media and all that kind of stuff. When we yes. can't actually talk to him about being on the Suns, really, or what they can bring to the team until they're officially on the team. Right. Yes. It's kind of awkward. I do want to shout out a couple good interviews, though. Zion Williamson, they did pretty good right after he got drafted with his mom and everything. And then RJ Barrett, when they interviewed him and his dad together, that was nice. I liked that. I do want to give some credit. On that, yeah. Because that was nice. I'm really excited, honestly, to watch Zion and RJ. I think that they're going to be good players. I think they just... I like the, I like their personalities. I like their personalities yeah. a lot. They seem like fun guys. And not like, I'm a fun guy and I love the game of basketball. But like, truly fun guys. Yeah. Like, there was... RJ went in for an interview and... Uh, he got asked a question in French, like, and so he answered in French, and then just afterwards, like, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, that's hilarious, and I don't. That Pelicans team immediately looks really fun. They, I cannot wait to watch that team. They are gonna be so interesting, and now they kind of like have max cap space, like. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't think they're done either. If they got like an Al Horford or something, like yeah. that'd be that'd be pretty interesting. And it's it's gonna be interesting. They have absolute. They have like zero shooting, but I think they're gonna be a lot of fun to watch. There's a lot of athleticism. All those Lakers young guys are gonna be able to not have to hear LeBron trying to trade them every five seconds. Right. Right. Yeah, they're they're like a team of bowling balls, basically. Yeah. Just like get to the rim, push, they're gonna be fast, pretty athletic. If Brandon Ingram can shoot, that'll help. But I mean they they definitely need shooting. Yeah, like they I said, do. everyone always needs shooting, but they really need shooting. Yeah, they uh, they're, they're gonna be fun though. They will be fun. They're sure. they're gonna be a really fun team to watch. So is Atlanta again. Yes, yes, Atlanta will be fun. It'll it'll be interesting to see, you know, Trey Young in year two if he gets bullied around a little bit, or if mm-hmm. there's just not really that many defensive guards to like matter. Yeah, I don't know. I could see him taking a step back just because he had a really good season. It'll probably be hard. Probably be hard for him to duplicate that. Well, it was only could. second half of the season, too. Like, the first half that's of the true. season was rough. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Um, also, I want to shout out Rui Hachimura, who got drafted by the Wizards at nine. Go Zags. Um, Brandon Clark went to the Grizzlies, which the Thunder traded it, at 21. Uh, happy for him. I still think he should have gone higher. But that Grizzlies team is going to be interesting, too. With adding Jaw, no Mike Conley, because he got traded to Utah. Ricky Rubio, he could come to Phoenix. I would rather have D'Angelo Russell, but I would be happy with Ricky Rubio. It seems like all the talk is that he's going to Indiana. Oh, yeah. Indiana's going to be good, too. Indiana's going to be a fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems so. like they've moved on from Miles Turner, too. What? Not like, it seems like they've kind of moved on from Miles Turner. Not completely, but they draft Goga Batadze. Hmm. I love that last name. <laughs> like, Goga Batadze is probably the coolest name in this draft. It's, there are some cool ones, but that's so cool. Batadze, what a lot. La- I hope I'm saying that right, but that's so cool. But yeah, I don't know. They draft a center. Miles Turner has been hurt quite a bit. I don't, like I don't know that they're actually moving on from him. But Sabonis played really well last year, drafting a center. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I think that Vic Oladipo uh, coming back, if he's back at the start or not, this team that team is going to be a lot of fun and probably going to be a bandwagon team for me during the season. Yeah, you think so. Yeah, so. Yeah. Hmm. And now they have TJ Warren. Yep, even. And he will probably be really good for them. <laughs> I, yeah, I, th- I think that that'll be good. Uh, we'll see if they bring back uh, Bojan. Yeah, but. they should. He's he's a good shooter, man. Yeah, he is. Well, the only thing is if he's going to go back or if he's just going to get like some crazy deal from some other team. Yeah, like us, maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, but we don't have the money for that. We do not. So there was there's a lot of interesting things. I think a lot of teams got a lot more fun and there's gonna be some really fun teams to watch. Yeah. I just don't think one of those teams is the Suns. I agree. I agree with that. Ugh. But let's I, w- I was just gonna say like let's talk about the draft in general and like what surprised us the most. Alright. Um, I think that, like, I, I think that some of the picks in the, in the tens and teens, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. I think that they were kind of a little all over the place, but I don't think that was really surprising. I think one, I think that everyone just kind of felt like they were going to go all over the place. Who knew? I, I'm glad that Rui got picked at nine. I, I liked him. I'm not sure how he's going to be as an NBA player. I'm a little nervous about it, but uh, I'm excited to see him play. And you, you've talked about him enough and seen him. I've seen him. I mean, I've, we've seen him play enough that I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see and hopefully that he can do some cool things with the Wizards. Yeah, I'm very excited for him. I love Rui. <laughs> We know you do, Mitch. We know yeah. You do. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I'm straying from the NBA for just a second. I, I've been away from Gonzaga. I graduated in 2016, so it's been a few years now. And I was looking at... Someone tweeted, like, a projected starting lineup for Gonzaga. And, like, Killian Tilly decided to go back, which was smart because of injury. And then there's a guy named Corey Kispert, who's the shooting guard, who... 
can kind of shoot and can't really do anything else that well. I like don't know anyone else on the team. Those are the only two names I recognize. And I guess we're getting all these recruits, but I just like don't keep up with that kind of stuff as well anymore. So I'm still excited to watch them. My hope will be good, but I just don't know Gonzaga basketball as well as I used to, and it's kind of sad. Yeah. If we're going to talk about uh, alma mater basketball. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. bummed about the draft that neither Lou Dort or Zylan Cheatham got picked up. And that surprised like, me. It, it's really just disappointing. Like, the second round is so, like, it seems like uh, people don't want to pick guys that don't have much more development to go. And, like, it's like, oh, this is going to be what this guy looks like in the NBA. Like, it's whatever. It seems like teams are, like, afraid to do that. I mean, even, what, Taco Fall? He didn't get drafted? Like, it just seems like, why didn't teams like take a yeah. chance that maybe these guys can develop a little bit more yeah but okay this is this is a good point i want to talk about this for a second uh ball ball from oregon had a lot of injury issues i don't really think he's going to be that good uh but at the beginning of the season he was projected to be like a top five pick yeah instead he goes at 44 the heat draft him but they trade that that goes to the nuggets so now the Nuggets, the Nuggets are so interesting. The Nuggets like did pretty well even in the playoffs this season. They are a couple pieces away, but they had a really good season. And at the same time, they're like taking this 76ers trust the process route with Kevin Porter Jr. and now Ball Ball. Like if either of these guys pan out, Denver's already good. They're in a good spot. Like, why not take a guy who's a huge project? You're already good. I like that. I think the crazier thing with Denver is that they can decline Millsap's option and have $30 million in caps. Yeah, that too. Denver is in a good spot. I don't like Denver. I don't like that team. Um, but they are. I just... I think that once Bull Bull dropped that much, it's fine to take a flyer on him. The, t- the talk yeah. is, though, that, like, supposedly, what, he has, like... The, his, like, knees are really degenerative, and they're, yeah. like, worse off than, like, Brandon Roy was at this point, like, in Ugh. age. So, that, that's tough for him. It's not sure if he'll really ever get to the point where he can be an NBA player or not have injury issues. Mm-hmm. But that is, it is true. We'll see. Um, the Porter Jr. thing is interesting. And if he can pan out, they're fine, and they don't need Bull Bull to pan out. But it, they've got a young team, and they've been able to progress so well. And it, they're they were a fifty win team. They were over fifty yes. wins. So, right. That. Um, speaking of good teams at the top of the, um, at the top of the NBA, we have no idea what in the world is even going on with the Rockets. But that doesn't even oh have anything gosh. to do with the draft. Oh my gosh, I know. Also, wait. It's Michael Porter Jr., not Kevin. Yeah, Kevin was the one from USC. Yes, yes. That, my bad. I, I was like, wait. I just said the wrong name, and it's because I just looked at it. Michael Porter Jr. Anyway, Close. yes. The Rockets. Okay, this was so funny. This whole situation is wild to me. 
Like, Chris Paul and James Harden, obviously they don't get along. Like, just look at how they play. They both need the ball in their hands constantly. I know Chris Paul's a good passer, but he facilitates everything. And Harden is the best ISO player in the league. Like, that just clashes. And I am just dying laughing at Skip Bayless and all of these people taking these fake tweets as real news. Like, these... Okay, there's an account. Barry... It's like Sports Barry or something like that. And I have followed him and, like, three-year Letterman. Those guys are so funny to me. And... In their bios, they say that they're parodies. Skip Bayless doesn't care about that, apparently. And he reads these tweets on air as if they're real. Oh my gosh, so funny. It was amazing uh, about Harden's man boobs. (laughs) And that Chris Paul made Harden cry. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, people... It it's hilarious. Um, I don't. In, in all reality, though, anyone saying that they didn't expect Chris Paul and James Harden to clash when Chris Paul literally clashes with everyone. Yes, it's it's hilarious. I was listening to a podcast and they talked about it was a a Ringer podcast and they were talking about um, this idea of like these teams that are in just these terrible 40 plus million dollar contracts with guys and like what they would have to do to like kind of move forward if they're like stuck in no man's land. And you kind of see this with, uh, the thunder supposedly shopping Steven Adams and, and how like they have to get better that way. And like, like trade these guys that are like good and teams want just like, because you can't trade the other guy. And they talked mm-hmm. about, like, well, what if you, like, trade James Harden and keep Chris Paul and build a team oh around him? It's like, this is oh the dumbest gosh. thing ever, and this sounds like yes. the most NBA, like, when you have, like, a superstar player, if you're not, like, winning a championship, you just need to rebuild to try and get a guy that might be as good as that superstar player. Right. Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. It is completely ridiculous. Oh, boy. But... That led me to something else, though. Okay. That I want to talk about and bring up now that we've just doom and gloomed the Suns. Yes. Would Devin Booker requesting a trade be a secret godsend? Or would it be doomsday? I think it would be doomsday. I think so, too. I absolutely think so, too. Because uh, even if we got picks back and we got, like, young pieces back there's no way that you could even bet that this team that like the front office would do the right thing with any of that you know they wouldn't we're watching it right now yeah exactly <laughs> mcdonough because he couldn't bring in a point guard and kept on like drafting projects guys that didn't pan out and so now we're just gonna draft like <laughs> guys that are old that ha- don't have much potential and still not get a point guard right Devin Booker is literally the last hope, last and only hope of this team. Yep. If he's if Devin Booker were to request a trade, I I don't know what I would do. I mean, I love this team. I've stuck through a lot of terrible basketball. I it just would not be good for my psychological state. 
This team already isn't good for my psychological state. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's it's scary to think about, but it's like a realistic possibility that we have to consider at this point. Yeah. Our front office is inept. Our our arena's old. They are starting renovations, but it's going to take a while. I guess we signed Dario Sarge. Is Dario Sarge like the biggest name that we've signed in the last few years? I guess besides well, Tyson. We, we traded for Dario, so that doesn't count as a signing. Right. That's that's true. But that we have signed or traded for. I mean... Is Dario Sarge the best player that we've traded for in the last like four years? I mean, when we traded for Brandon Knight... That, that I was guess good that was at the five time, years ago, yeah. but yeah, um, I don't know. I think that maybe, maybe Ubre. I I don't know. I just think that we're in a different position now with Booker. I know that we want to like progress. We talk about building and rebuilding, and you know, getting these guys that have a lot of like talent that can be better. But at this point, Booker's max contract just kicked in we did the good faith thing we offered him a max immediately and signed him to an extension but we basically just we could have had 20 million extra in cap space this summer to where we could have just signed to a max without having to like really do much else yeah of course we have to make it complicated yeah it's like it was a good good faith move but it also just killed our flexibility for the summer yep well we just have to wait a couple weeks july 1st hopefully this all makes sense until I then i don't know what to say yeah it's we're just kind of in limbo for a little bit but unless there's anything else i think we're ready to move on to our non-sports section I just want to say, if we're wrong, if for some reason, like, these guys turn out to be great, if for some reason, like, the draft picks are good, cool. Like, I don't think you're going to hear us complaining. Like, we will glad, we will happily be wrong about this stuff. Oh, absolutely. But I'm sick and tired of saying, prove me wrong. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of prove me wrong, and I'm sick and tired also of, like, I'm tired of justifying everything. Yes. Like, oh. It's just, but, I'm just done with it. Yeah, oh, I'm with you. Speaking of, we, today's Chuck's birthday, so happy birthday to him. At, at the time of recording, so June 22nd, happy birthday. He, he left us a little message that he wanted us to read on the show. He says, I can sum it up really quickly. I'm really happy with the draft. James Jones said the type of players he wanted and ended up getting four of them last, or on draft night. The roster is now balanced and more competitive than it was at any point last season. I do admit we gave up a little too much value in our moves, but we didn't do anything to hamper our future. Wow. What analysis. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, that is all a joke, and he means the opposite. Very sarcastic. Yep. And I laughed really hard when I read that. (laughs) Yeah. um, You know... We, we shouldn't have to, uh, we shouldn't have to, like, say that everything's fine. We shouldn't have to defend everything. We, it's okay to be harsh and be critical. And yes. uh, that's what we should be. Yep. And 
if it all, it, like you said, if they end up being great, awesome. I want them to succeed. I really do. And if everything makes sense July 1st and we have some move lined up that we know is going to happen, you know what? Here's what I want. I want the Suns to get fined for tampering. Like, <laughs> do something. <laughs> this free agency is, or this period has shown that no one's going to get fined for tampering because. Well, yeah. It's very clear that there has been tampering this offseason. It, and like, everyone's tampering. just ignoring it. Yes. Just take. I said this at this, the draft last year. Just take it away. Just let them do what they want. Tampering is just like. It's unnecessary. It's an unnecessary rule because no one follows it. Yeah, like, it seems like just everyone, like, knows that Kyrie is, like, committed to the Nets. Oh, my gosh. And, and then, all the stuff that's coming out about Kyrie is incredible. Oh, it's amazing. But then also, like, Al Horford is supposedly, like, has a t- offer on the table for, like, some four-year contract. And, like, who knows know. what's going on? Like, it's like, wait, uh, if he has an offer on the table, isn't that tampering? Right. I know it. <laughs> uh, okay, now we're starting to get off track. Let's go non-sports. We did not discuss this ahead of time, but we are recording in the AM. We, I think the only time we've ever done this is Summer League. I think one time we, we recorded in the morning in Summer League. Yeah. We, we're, I'm not a morning person for sure. So this is, yeah, this is odd for me. But we didn't talk about non-sports ahead of time, but I know what we're going to talk about since it's the morning. How do you take your coffee? So, I I go through spurts of drinking coffee, and I don't really drink coffee. I drink coffee with other stuff. I just, <laughs> I don't like black coffee. I like tea. I'll drink black tea all day, but coffee's just a little too bitter, a little too harsh for me. Um, I am in a huge uh, coffee kick right now for iced coffees mostly. Ooh, yeah. Um, like, McDonald's has, like, a really good iced coffee, and I like to just, like, go through their drive-thru and pick them up, and I found, like, on their app, they have, like, a loyalty program or whatever with iced coffee. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Which is legit, so there's that, but, uh, right now, it's just coffee, creamer, and sweetener. That's how I've always drinking my coffee. Uh, I used to drink it with just, with milk and sugar. With a ton of sugar and a ton of milk to where it was almost more like of a coffee drink instead of coffee. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm creamer and sweetener. That's all I'm good with. And iced hot either way. But that's how I roll. I like the more um, like espresso drinks, the macchiatos, the mochas, the lattes. I like those way more than coffee. But... Like, I like the creaminess, I like the sweetness, with just a tiny bit of, like, bitterness, not, like, just all bitter all the time. <laughs> Alright, so I'm the exact opposite of you. Yep. Uh, I love coffee. I drink it every day. I have an espresso machine at home. Uh, I believe it is a Nespresso machine. I know I've plugged it on this show before because I love it. Uh, bitter. I like it bitter. I can drink coffee black. Usually I put a little bit of cream and then like Splenda or something. Yeah. Because sugar's too sweet. <laughs> um, I There's a cream that I've been using lately, like a creamer that has honey in it that I've been liking. Um, 
But yeah, like the flavored creamers, I put a little bit of that in sometimes um, just to switch it up. Um, but I mean, the more bitter, the better, the stronger, the better. Uh, at this point, I just need it <laughs> to survive. <laughs> like my baseline is to drink like the strongest coffee I can find. Um, there's this one pod that Nespresso makes that's a uh, Cuban blend. I think that's what you call it. I don't know like a ton about coffee, but <laughs> it's pretty bitter and I like that. Um, as I've gotten older, I've just craved bitter stuff more often. You know about my salt and vinegar chip thing and my rule of once my tongue goes numb, like that's the baseline. That's how strong they need to be. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of that bitter flavor. But yeah, I highly recommend getting like a some sort of espresso machine if you're like me, where you're not like a... You're not super picky about it. Like, I'll, I'll drink the other stuff. I, I don't mind it, you know. It's all fine. But if you're not super picky and you want something quick in the morning that will like give you that burst of energy and tastes good, like get, get a machine like that. I like them. But so, cold brew, cold brew is solid too. I've been on cold brew. Like when I go to coffee shops, I'll get cold brew. And Chuck actually turned me on to this. You just ask for cold brew with caramel and cream. You can do that anywhere. And it's it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, the caramel iced coffee is like what I do. Or I'll get it with like a vanilla with add caramel. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's good too. So um, my wife and I, because I can say that. Um, my wife. My your wife. wife. <laughs> uh, we got a espresso machine for, yes. uh, like, as a wedding gift. Ooh, and, that's a good uh, gift. Uh, she worked in Starbucks and did some coffee stuff and loves making coffee. And it's got the steamer. It's got everything, like, legit. And she makes lattes and stuff, and they're amazing. And that sounds good. They're legit lattes, and they're awesome. So, yeah, definitely... Get espresso machine or maker. Either way, like, they're awesome. Yeah, it's worth it. It's very worth it. All right, well, thank you for listening. We hope that you're holding up after the draft. We'll see what happens in the coming weeks, so stay tuned. Summer League is also coming up soon, and as usual, we will be there providing coverage, so follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at SunnyandPHXPod. Uh, I was better about... The Instagram posting during Summer League, and I know sometimes I like to do the live feed uh, during some Summer League games, so check that out. Um, but again, thank you. Check back next week where we will talk more about this. Maybe we have some more news or things to talk about, but until then, go Suns!